Lee here. Before I play this next episode for you, just wanted to put a little disclaimer in there. Um, I recorded this right as I became unwell. I've recently been down with COVID and had a bit of time off from being able to do the podcast just because I've had no voice and no energy. Um, This episode might not be what I consider the most brilliant one I've ever put out, but I've recorded it. I put the time in and I want to get it out and get the podcast back up and running. So apologies if this one's not my usual medium quality work. Um, and also, I found that there is nowhere online for me to actually grab quotes and splice. I actually had to watch both these films on DVD. So there'll be a point in the show where I say I'm going to splice something in. And I'm actually just on the Street Fighter episode in particular, just going to go straight to a YouTube video of some of the funniest quotes from Street Fighter and put that in. And there'll be other points where I say I'll splice it and it just doesn't happen because I literally can't find the clip. Um, if None of this is tenable to you and you want to skip the episode, totally understandable, but I wanted to put it out so everyone's got something to listen to if they were looking forward to it. Certainly enjoyed watching the shows, even though I didn't necessarily have the greatest type recording. Um, After this, I'm going to have coming up the 90s Rumbles ranked and then get back on the saddle. Um, So if you could persevere with me, that would be great. Thanks all for your patience. And if you do want to listen to this episode, I do appreciate it as always. Take care. Alright, and welcome to the Rory's Nitro Podcast, a show that rips up the buy rates and TV ratings and declares our own winner in some of pro wrestling speakers' head-to-head battles. I'm your host, Lee Carlos Cunningham, joined once again by absolutely no one, because I do this shit solo whenever I feel like it. And today we're going to have a little bit of a different review for you. Um, I think the second, but don't quote me on that because I don't go back and check the old episodes, but the second movie review. And today we're going to be looking at two all-time classics. If you're of my age and you like the genres that I like, you probably going to get a kick out of this. It is the original Mortal Kombat film versus the original Street Fighter film. So saddle up video game fans, fight fans. Um, If you're interested in these genres at all, then this one should take you on a bit of a nostalgia run. Two films um, to give some context here. Street Fighter was actually released in December 1994, obviously modelled after the famed Street Fighter 2 video games. Um, There was a Street Fighter 1, but nobody ever played it. Street Fighter 2 is a series, and it's now onto, I think, Street Fighter 5, but like each number has had many additions. Street Fighter is a game still going to this day. As I said, released December 1994, had a budget of 35 million and brought in 99 million at the box office. So, you know, didn't lose money it starred as colonel guile john claude van damme best known for movies such as bloodsport and universal soldier but also very well known um, on the martial arts action movie scene and raul julia um very well respected actor but for someone my age best known as portraying um gomez in the adams family but decided he wanted to do this film. Um, he's obviously a much more serious actor. You can look up his discography, as I can't speak, but wanted to do this one before he passed away so his kids would have something fondly to remember him by. The Mortal Kombat film that we're going up against came out a little bit later the next year, August 1995. This one had a $20 million budget, so spent less, made $122 million at the box office, made more, obviously made after the famed Mortal Kombat video game series. 
um, around this time, we would have been around about Mortal Kombat 2 or 3, I'm guessing. But if you had a Super Nintendo or a Sega uh, Mega Drive in my neck of the woods, Genesis perhaps where you are, um, you definitely knew about uh, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat came a little later than Street Fighter, up to the violence, and, you know, so some people increased it. I was pretty well down the middle with these two franchises, love them both. I digress, Mortal Kombat stars Christopher Lambert, best known for the Highlander films as Raiden. The plot of Mortal Kombat, I didn't give you the Street Fighter plot, I will go, I will double back, I'm having an absolute mare here to start with, the plot of Mortal Kombat is as a tournament between the Earth world and Outworld. Outworld have won nine straight tournaments, and when they get when they win ten in a row, they get control of Earth Realm. Raiden, the goody of all the um, gods, re- recruits the humans for the good side. He's the god of thunder. Shang Tsung, the emperor of Outworld, puts the heel team together for some wrestling terminology. The plot of Street Fighter uh, is a fictional Southeast Asian country, Shadaloo, has broken out in civil war and a crazed dictator, General M. Bison, has taken hostages from the Allied Nations. A um, bit of a play on the UN there, it's the AN. He's demanded $20 billion in ransom, so a pretty hefty amount. And Colonel Guile is like the ultimate army dude recruited to go and take him down. So that's the two plots of the films. Um, <laughs> I don't think, if you've, if you've not seen them, um, and you don't, if you don't know the video games, this is not going to be your jam. If you know the video games, you've probably seen them or at least heard of them. Um, and as we go through, we'll recommend whether or not they're worthwhile going out of your way to go back and watch. In each of us, there burns the fury of a warrior. In every generation, a few are chosen to prove it. One of you three will decide the outcome of the tournament. Three strangers will travel to the mystical realm of Outworld to defend our people against Shang Tsung. You will and his forces of darkness in an ancient tournament. One more victory. Your soul is mine. And our world is theirs. It has begun. As you would have heard in the intro, we get some cool, like, funky techno-style music for Mortal Kombat, and that is pretty much what they play at every fight scene. Cool tune, but it does get a little bit old later on in the film. 
Um, both of these films try early on to introduce you to as many characters as possible. Obviously, um, games that are based around having, say, 12 or so fighters need to get as many of them into the film as possible to get the, the kids to drag their parents along. And Mortal Kombat starts by introducing us to Shang Tsung murdering a, um, like a young adult teen boy. Um, and it turns out that was a brother of Liu Kang, who will be one of our main protagonists for the film. We then go and see Jax and Sonya Blade, who are working for some sort of military operation, chasing down bad guy Kano in a club. But it's a trap that's been set from Kano and Shang Tsung. From there, we see Johnny Cage in a fight scene on a movie set. Um, he's very worried about people thinking he's a phony. So Shang Tsung disguises himself as one of his friends and invites him to a fighting tournament to prove that he's not a fake. We then see Liu Kang arriving at a temple, wants revenge for his brother's death, death even. <laughs> Raiden arrives and questions his motives for being in the tournament. So already pretty early on in the film, we've been introduced to half a dozen characters. We get a spooky ship arriving to take the fighters to the tournament. Sonya's still looking for Kano, but finds Shang Tsung. And from there, we see Sub-Zero and Scorpion enter the fray. We've got some pretty decent FX here for these guys, particularly Scorpion's... Um, arrowy grabby thing that comes out of his hand um raiden comes in to make the save from the evil heels with the superpowers though raiden then goes on to explain the tournament to the baby faces our crew arrive on an island for the tournament we see katana who's very flirty eyes with Liu kang and we see reptile as well before they have a big dinner um but it is interrupted by the heels putting on a bit of an exhibition. Sub-Zero takes on a jobber, freezes him and smashes him, and we get declared the first flawless victory of the film. And yeah, for any Mortal Kombat fans, you're probably marked out at that moment. We then go to a more private dinner where Kano is eating with Goro. Shang Tsung enters and gives his backstory. Um, the faces are prying here, trying to find out what's going on. But they try to escape and they get caught um, by a bunch of faceless heels who they very easily beat up. And then Raiden comes in to stop the heels with the swords. He stops them, of course, with his famous HBK quote, which he will go to as many times in this film as Shawn Michaels did in 1992. I don't think so. I don't think so. Raiden gives us a bit more backstory before we go into the prelim matches. Liu Kang beats a jobber and Shang Tsung takes their soul afterwards. Sonya takes on Kano in a pretty heated battle before Sonya gets her legs wrapped around Kano's neck. Unfortunately, not in the way he had hoped and she snaps said neck. Scorpion vs. Johnny Cage takes place in a forest. Fuck yeah, this is cool. Um, this just straight away took me down back down memory lane because I know what's coming here where he misses with the get over here arrow and it goes flying down the forest into a tree they ch change realms onto a spooky ship not the one they arrived on but another spooky ship seems we had an extra budget for spooky ships here it's a good fight um not by 2022 fx but at the time it was pretty fucking cool if I'm being honest our next matchup is Liu Kang versus Katana um, they basically have like some sort of exhibition kind of fighting, chatting in between. Um, she tells him that to win the next match, he must use the element that brings life. Shang Tsung's not happy and there's no finish. So I can't really blame him. This is one of them time limit drawers when you walk away from the Nintendo and forget to press pause, I guess. 
Liu Kang versus Shang Tsung is up next. So, sorry, Liu Kang versus Sub-Zero is up next. We're not quite at the final battle. Liu Kang um, uses water to throw through the freeze and turns it into a spear. This one wasn't as good, and they really jobbed out my boy Sub-Zero. He's my favorite Mortal Kombat character, so really didn't want to see him go out like this, if I'm being honest. Shang Tsung brings Goro into the fray. He beats up a ton of jabon- jabon- jabronis. I'm really struggling today. Um, then fuck. Then he's fed some unnamed guy who um, was chatting to the faces at the shipping dock earlier. He's basically the the <laughs> the sacrifice of the good side. Goro beats him with relative ease. Raiden then gives a, a pep talk to the faces, tells them to face their fears. Sonya pouts for the whole fucking film, and definitely of all the actors in this film, she is by far the weakest. She just has no range of emotions. She's basically got resting bitch face and a tank top with big boobs. That's Sonya's whole character. It's just, yeah, <laughs> you know, so I, I don't really know what I expected from the Sonya character from Mortal Kombat, but, you know, like, there's no smile or there's no, like... There's just nothing. It's just, I hate Kano. I'm here to scowl. Like, I, uh, anyway, I'm moving right along. There is always a way. Only one thing can defeat you. Your own fear. So who says we're afraid? You must first face your fears if you are to conquer them. You, Johnny, you're afraid you're fake. So you'll rush into any fight just to prove you're not. You'll fight. Bravely enough. But foolishly. Carelessly. And you'll be beaten. You, Sonia, are afraid to admit even you sometimes need help. You are afraid to trust. You will lose. Wait. Wait. What about me? Oh, you. You fear your own destiny. You already fled it once when you went to America. It has brought you guilt for the death of your brother. I am responsible for Chan's death. No. Every mortal is responsible for his own destiny. Chan believed this. Why can't you? I tried. Despair is the most dangerous fear of all. I know this. And so does Shang Tsung. Johnny Cage wants Goro, but Shang Tsung suckers him into um, giving him the choice of the final uh, battle and location. Raiden is two seconds late with his I don't think so, and Shang Tsung has the upper hand on deciding the final matchup. It's Johnny Cage versus Goro, and Johnny Cage, iconic moment here where Goro, the huge forearm beast, is like powering up, and Johnny Cage just does the splits and punches him in the balls. Great moment, cracked everybody up in the cinema. He runs and climbs up this sort of mountain they're on with Goro chasing him gets to the edge of the mountain and gets revenge for his cracked sunglasses that uh, Goro basically shattered. He said those were $500 sunglasses, asshole, and kicks him off the edge of the mountain. Johnny Cage wins. However, 
it's not over yet. Shang Tsung takes Sonya, takes her to Outworld where Raiden cannot go. Our boys, however, Johnny Cage and Liu Kang, they're not bound by any such agreement, so fuck yeah, they're off to Outworld. However, Reptile, the sneaky little creature, spots them, and he's following as well. And that brings us to our next matchup. I don't know why the Goro versus Cage wasn't the final, but technicalities here. It's Reptile versus Liu Kang. We get more of the techno music, which is always needed. Um, this is a good scene as well. Not as good as Scorpion's match, but better than Sub-Zero being jobbed out. Um... Liu Kang goes through the air with those flying kicks, and then we see Katana come back, and she picks up from Raiden, talking the boys on to victory. They have to face their enemy, um, and their worst fear in the, um, sorry, they've, they've got a, f- Sonya's captured here, <laughs> um, and they're here to save the day. Liu Kang challenges Shang Tsung, and then we get our final fight, it's Shang Tsung, um, he's basically summoning souls for Liu Kang to fight um but he's he's coming he changes into Liu Kang's dead brother but he's not fooled for long Shang Tsung comes back in his natural form and gets control before Liu Kang comes back with a comeback and ends with his special kicks knocking Shang Tsung into spikes where he's impaled we get a flawless victory which clearly it wasn't because he got beat down for a while but that's okay um it releases the souls including his brother and his brother's soul talks to him momentarily before Shao Kahn comes in and crashes the party, looks to take over on the heels, but we get a one last, I don't think so. And I have to say, watching this film back for the first time in well over a decade, I absolutely loved it. It's yeah, a bit cheesy, and some of the special effects maybe don't hold up in today's eyes, and I really enjoyed the, the more recent Mortal Kombat film, sans the uh, unnecessary nameless character that they added in just to have a human touch. But this is still a really good film. Um... Relatively speaking, of course, for for its budget and for when it came out and for what it was and who it appealed to, I genuinely really like this. So if you've never seen the original Mortal Kombat and you are a fighting game fan, I would definitely recommend going back and watching this one. And I don't say that lightly. I um, had to get a DVD player. <laughs> Who's got one of them laying around anymore? To actually watch this from wherever I ordered it from on eBay. And I didn't regret setting it up and watching it, so... Please do go back and watch the original Mortal Kombat if you've got a spare afternoon. Alright, we're going to half time, and what better thing to talk about today than combat games? Um, I'm not going to give you a top so many or my favourites. I'm just going to go back and wax lyrical and a bit of nostalgia on some of the ones I've enjoyed over the years. Um, obviously, the Mortal Kombat series 1 through 3 and Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, I was a huge fan of. Street Fighter 2, every edition of that, loved it. For some reason, I have in my head that there was a Street Fighter 2 movie edition that introduced Cammy to the line, but I can't for the life of me find record of that. Um, if you know of which one I'm talking about, and I want to say it was on either Sega CD or um, Sega Saturn, maybe. It was a friend of mine that had a Sega that I don't, don't think it was just a regular uh, Mega Drive or Genesis. So if anyone knows which game I'm talking about there, hook me up, because that's just a vivid memory I have of going to a friend's and playing a new Street Fighter. Um, I had the Street Fighter G.I. Joe line of figures as a child. They were largely terrible. I think there was a Mortal Kombat line as well, but I don't know if they never got released in Australia or I just didn't like them. Um, But the Street Fighter ones were terrible. It's got to be bad if I had it as a child and I won't go back and buy it now because I have 
Turtles, I have Masters of the Universe, I obviously have tons of wrestling figures, um, I've bought everything that I had as a kid, but I won't buy those. Um, outside of that, um, I love both those games, I'm not hugely into the more modern versions of both, um, they're just too hard for me, I kind of liked the pick up and play aspects of these fighting games, if I'm being honest. Um, also really enjoyed Tekken, uh, I think Tekken 1 through 3 on the original PlayStation. Tekken was a game changer being a 3D fighting game. Really enjoyed those when I first got my PlayStation. Um, I had Killer Instinct on the Super NES. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that or had it, but it came on a black cartridge and it was bloody cool. A little bit different again, but another really cool fighting game that I very much enjoyed. Um... Obviously, lots of wrestling games, so I won't go too much into them, but I did really enjoy the um, the Def Jam wrestling games, which I think are probably different enough to mention here. Um, from there, what other fighting games did I really enjoy? Um, I guess there's been lots of, like, you know, I really, I think on PlayStation 2, I think I had, like, the Rocky Arcade game, really enjoyed that. Um, not quite ha- fighting as well. The UFC games have all obviously always been a big fan of um had the original ufc game on maybe playstation 2 that not too many people actually own so um plenty of fighting games but i think over the years um i've always just loved the ability to pick up and play a fighting game and just thrash it out in combat bonus points if you can do one of the combos without too much difficulty um and i'm also currently saving up for my first ever arcade cabinet that's the next big purchase i want to make for my house i'm fairly certain i'm going to get the mortal kombat cabinet because it comes with all the versions of mortal kombat 1 through 3 plus some other games on it but i haven't bought it yet so there is still room to have my mind swayed at this stage, I think it's going to be Mortal Kombat, but Street Fighter and even an outside uh, chance of NBA Jam are in the hunt as well. Um, that will do it for fighting games. If anyone's got anything to add or wants to throw my way, please get in touch. But now we've done Mortal Kombat, it's time to go and check out Street Fighter. <laughs> After seven months of fighting, the civil war in Shadaloo may have reached the turning point. The capital has just fallen. In December 1994, the forces of freedom will face a power-mad dictator in a struggle for the fate of the world. I don't think so. You have to do better than that. Okay. Now, who wants to go home and who wants to go with me? Street Fighter starts with the world news telling us about civil war in Shadaloo. Um, Chung Li Zhang is our reporter, um, and it in- introduces us to the main heel of the film, General N. Bison, our dictator. He's captured 63 hostages and wants $20 billion. 
Uh, we see his chief Zangief throwing troops into uh, Bison, who breaks their neck one by one. And then Guile is interviewed by Chun-Li, who drops a big up yours on the camera to Bison. We see Balrog, E-Honda, working with Chun-Li. They're basically truck driver and equipment guy. And we see Cammy with Colonel Guile. Guile tells Charlie, who is going to be, who is um, real name Carlos Blanca, to hang on. Um, they're somehow both on the air, which is a little, um, and they argue. Bison, who's who's got Blanca with him, um, Blanca is taken away, and we basically then get the hot start with lots of intros. Um, sorry, this was the hot start with lots of intros. Right away, everyone here has got, like, secondary jobs, and it's not just about fighting in a tournament. Um, we'll talk about this as we go on, because this is, like, a war movie with some tournament fighting elements in it. Um, not a serious war movie by any stretch of the imagination, but I think when we get to the end, I have a feeling I'm going to lean more towards Mortal Kombat in certain categories, and it's for this very reason that Mortal Kombat sticks closer to its um, source material than Street Fighter does, in my opinion. Having said all that, we go off to an underground fighting tournament um, where we see Vega cage fighting and beat someone. Uh, we follow Ken and Rio, Rio, sorry, Ken and Ryu to meet Sagat. Uh, they're making a weapons deal, but they try and sell toys before getting caught up. They beat up some henchmen, but then do get caught at gunpoint. We go back to Bison, who's meeting with Doctor Dal Sim. Uh, he is. We've we've seen now about. 12 fighters in seven minutes of the film um it's a pretty hot and frantic start to introduce everyone they're reluctantly dal sim sorry is reluctantly programming blanker's brain um they're basically trying to mutate him into a killing machine here by showing him lots of atrocities and pumping him full of you know mutagents and steroids or some combination Ryu and Vega um, are then interrupted as they're about to fight in the cage by a tank driving through. It's Guile, and he puts everyone under arrest. The army staff uh, meet the army staff meeting where they're talking about their plan to capture Bison is interrupted by the guy serving drinks, who is actually a kamikaze sort of <laughs> assassin. tries to kill Guile, but they, he is unsuccessful. We go to prison where Guile um, is basically chatting to Ken and Ryu and he's planning with them to infiltrate Sagat's um, gang and they're planning on Sagat who deals arms with Bison to lead them to Bison. It's at this point in the film that I probably should mention that I don't appreciate Ken and Ryu, two of the biggest characters in Street Fighters, basically being Guile's bitches. So right off the bat there, that one offends me a little bit. Ryu's basically the main man in the Street Fighter series. Um, Guile's the all-American hero, but Ryu's the, the, the guy that it's, you know, really based around. I think you could only be Ken and Ryu in Street Fighter 1. So these guys being Guile's lackeys, not a big fan. Ken and Ryu have a fake fight. Um, they steal the, sh the truck key and then they escape with the baddies. Ken shoots Guile and Guile is dead early in the film. That was a bit rushed. News of Guile's murder gets back to Bison. Um, and <laughs> it's pretty funny. This We're introduced to DJ, another character new to the series in the film. And um, I'll splice in a little bit of their, um, their chat here because it did make me laugh. Day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. 
I'm gonna get on my boat and I'm going up river and I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is gonna feel it. General Bison is a bad guy. If you know this, then why do you serve him? Because he paid me African fortune, you moron. You got paid? Are you man enough to fight with me? Anyone who opposes me will be destroyed. Troopers continue to be at random. You dehydrate yourself. Honey, give me a hand. We've only been in jail two hours. Maybe next month. How about that interview? For my network. Sure. But only if you wear that dress. Channel. You have made me a happy man. Next, I'll make you a dead one. Chun-Li, Balrog, and E-Honda have um, put a GPS tracker on the truck that the bad guys escaped in. Um... Oh, sorry, um, put a GPS tracker on the army truck, I think, and then they realize that the... Oh, no, they put a GPS tracker on the truck the bad guys escaped in, but they realize someone else has, and when they follow the signal, they find out it was the army that have planted the tracker on the truck that supposedly just escaped. Chun-Li then goes to the morgue, um, where the source of the beeping is coming from, I think, and finds Colonel Guile alive, but somehow still lay out on a slab with a bedsheet over his head. I'm not sure why. Um and escapes when they try and take her into custody. This whole scene is a little bit ridiculous. Giles faked his own death, but actually goes to the morgue and lies with a blanket over his face. If Chun-Li didn't come up, how long would he have laid there for? Nobody will ever know. Um, Chun-Li's in the entertainment at the bad guy's party, so she's dancing um, and doing, like, kind of circus... Cirque du Soleil, I guess, stuff for um, Sagat and Bison. They end up arguing. Ken and Ryu try and stop them. Um, but it's inter- interrupted by the news of a bomb incoming on the TV. To which Zangief drops the line of the film. Quick, change your channel. However, all of the good guys' work here is in vain as they're captured and taken back to Bison's headquarters. Guile sets up his plan to invade and Ken and Ryu are given uniforms from the bad guys because they make out like they were the ones that captured Chun-Li, etc. So they're now on the bad guy team, even though they are meant to be infiltrating them. Giles given new orders, um, but he defies them in another, probably the second best line of the film. We then see Bison with Chun-Li and rounding out top three lines of the film, Bison here drops an absolute bomb on Chun-Li after she lays out her heart about Bison killing her father. Ken and Ryu set Balrog and E-Honda free and they start getting around the headquarters trying to help out. Chun-Li basically starts beating up on Bison but he escapes as the backup arrives to support her and he puts himself in a chamber and gasses them all while he watches and laughs. 
We see Blanka having his muscle mass increased. He looks like an absolute ripoff of the Incredible Hulk. Um, and we see Dalsim is trying to stop him becoming a monster by putting um, better thoughts into his brain, but it won't go so well, I don't think. Bison and the heels uh, capture the good guys, and they find Guile's boat trying to come in in stealth mode to attack. They shoot down the boat, but the faces get out before it explodes. Blanka gets out when the evil doctor, who remains nameless, catches a good doctor, Dalsim, trying to rewrite the... the the um, video sequence that's distorting his brain, and then Blanka saves Dalsim from the big doctor killing him. We see the faces making it into the headquarters. Blanka catches Guile, um, Guile then tells Guile to put him out of his misery, but Dalsim stops him, and Dalsim and Blanka, we're led to believe, are going to go and be freaks together now that Dalsim's been mutated as well. We go into our grand finale, and Bison sets um, Blanka under the hostages, or attempts to when his cage comes up. It's Guile in the chamber and we get a bit of a shootout. One of the better fight scenes of the movie is the big E-Honda up against a giant Zangief and that's some meat slapping meat for you wrestling fans. <laughs> Ryu and Ken go to save the hostages but Ken bails because they're not getting paid for it. We go to Bile and Bile, Bison and Guile, our main event. This is some pretty good action uh, before Bison gets electrocuted and supposedly dies. Guile chats on the phone, but Bison's suit brings him back to life. He's got a regenerating suit. Uh, he then shocks Guile with his electricity and does his levitating attack. We see Ryu first Vega, but Sagat comes in to make it two on one. However, then a triumphant return for Ken, and we get a bit of a tag match, which the <laughs> tag match, which the faces win. Guile kills ba Guile kills Bison for a second time. The baby faces save the hostages. DJ explains to Zangief that Bison was the bad guy. Then Zangief, who thought he was on the good side, holds the door for everybody to escape. The headquarters blow up, and we get a really cheesy ending with all the baby faces going into a fighting pose for no particular reason, before we get the, the quite heartwarming for Raoul, who um, I believe died before the film was released, um, who was battling uh, cancer, I think it was. And yeah, this was, I, th I want to say, the last film he ever made. But there you have it. That is Street Fighter. Probably movie reviews are, are not necessarily my forte uh, i'm just r running through and rambling through the plot but it is what it is we're going to go across now and pick our winners for this category we're going to go with character storyline and production crowd heat and match quality but a little bit of a difference obviously characters are going to be a combination of the actors and how well they were used storyline is how close to the source material and how good the plot was production i'm going to take into account cinematography fx um you know, how good the fight sequences were mainly. The crowd, I'm talking about the reception, and the match quality is basically how good was the action. For characters, they both really did bring in um, most of the main players from the game. And I have to say, Street Fighter probably brought in the bigger name actors, obviously Jean-Claude Van Damme um, and Raoul Julie. Um, but also Kylie Minogue as Cammy. Um, I probably will just about edge this one to Street Fighter. Story, however, I'm going to go back to Mortal Kombat. Definitely closer to the source material. A better plot. More. It, it just felt more like Mortal Kombat than Street Fighter felt like Street Fighter. 
production, I actually think it's probably 50-50. They both have some really cheesy parts looking back in 2022, but also both have some cool um, special effects and some bits that pop me. So I'm going to go a tie there. The reception Mortal Kombat definitely gets the best reception and has stood the test of time. And the fight scenes, I'm going to go with Mortal Kombat as well. Um, more of them, better special moves, I guess. And just, yeah, just better fights all around. So whilst I did enjoy going back and watching both, I definitely think Mortal Kombat's a better of the two films. Um, I'd recommend Street Fighter. It's campy. It's cool. If you, if you like Street Fighter at the time, well worth a watch. But Mortal Kombat takes the cake on this Battle of the Fighters. That will do it for today. Just wanted to get a quick review out because it's been a couple of weeks. Um, Plenty more wrestling reviews coming up, so stay tuned. And if you've got any messages for the show, please get in touch on Twitter. Have a good day. Bye.